and welcome back to another episode of Tooting the Bow. Um, was my English accent good? No, that was terrible. Oh, do you want me to try again? No, 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 just keep going. Okay, uh, welcome back to Tuning the Bow. My name is Matthew Wilbanks. I'm here with my good friend Tim Rose, and we are two, we're two bros that uh, have a parenting podcast about discipleship and how best to lead your kids in the way of the word. Um, Tim, how are you doing back in the States? Uh, good. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to be at a camp or on a mission trip this week, so it's been kind of nice <laughs> to be not doing a ton of stuff, mm. but, um, yeah, we, uh, you know, we just got two kids that are growing and running around everywhere. So that's pretty much what we do all day, every day. Oh, yeah. How about you? How's life in England? Man, England sure is pretty. <laughs> I, I love being here in England. Um, is that convincing? No, not even in the slightest. Uh, well, that's because it's a lie. Uh, I haven't left yet <laughs> at the time of recording. Um, I will be, um, you know, out of the country by now I'll be in my second week and we'll be touring the University of Oxford, specifically Regents College, which is the, the Christian college part of it. And uh, I'm just down the street from the pub where C.S. Lewis, J.R.R. Tolkien, and other members of the Inkling gang um, went, would go eat, meet up, and share ideas. Um, but uh, The pub? Yes. You can't have Christians at a pub. Well, this Christian's going to a pub. <laughs> um, well, see, England's a very different place because if you want quick, good food, it's not McDonald's. It's the pub. So um, please do not. I will not be drinking any alcoholic beverage, not because I think it's a sin, but because I don't want to have to deal with all the um, side effects, as you would say. Um, Plus, but, you don't want to be removed from friendly cooperation with the SBC. Oh, man, what a buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to be done. Had to be done. Move on, move on. Yep. Um, we'll need to create a task force to see if that's a good thing that we should do. <laughs> um, you know what we should do, though? You know yes. what we really should do? Yeah. This is what I would call good use of money. Spend about twelve grand on an espresso machine. That mm. way we could have much quicker episodes of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and you never know, I could actually get to a point where I talk faster than I normally do, which means I would become quite unintelligible for most people. It's so sad because I'm, I'm saying that joke and I'm looking at a piece of paper with the dude's name on it, who we mm. won't mention. But man, <sighs> anyway... Yes, life in England, good. Matt, will you move us to the real point of today? Yeah, the real point of today is making fun of SBC entities. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about uh, kind of something very similar, and it's there's a phrase that normally gets tossed around a lot by parents, and uh, this phrase is it is a deadly phrase to to mention. Um, and it's not like a, you got cuss words in it, but it is, it's something that could, could really 
harm it could really harm the the development and of your your kids discipleship and that phrase is do as i say not as i do um for if you keep up with um, the southern baptist convention you will know that that has happened a lot recently that people have said one thing and done something else and it's it's hard to look past that but uh today we're going to talk about that we're going to pretty much take this um head on and say that that needs to change that's not something we need to do, but instead we need to use it as a teaching moment. Now, I like to take little things and make them teaching moments because you never know when something like that will land. Um, but Tim, you kind of have a, a better idea of what we're dealing with. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of what we're dealing with in parenting as a whole, uh, every one of us as a parent will openly, willingly admit that we have made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Not just in parenting, um, but just in life. Uh, and what often happens is we are very focused on making sure our kids don't make the same mistakes as we do, mm-hmm. which is not always a bad thing. Actually, often it's not a bad thing. But as I think often happens, when we get desperate, desperation does not do the work of reason. Right. Um, and so we we cut the corner and we try and go just directly to what we would call behavior modification mm. and we skip the most important step. So let me give an example of this. I, and, and to anyone whom I'm related to or knows me, I'm not speaking of anyone specifically because I've seen this time after time after time. Or personal but, experience. Yeah. <laughs> And or personal experience, correct. Um, but uh, we like let, let's say there's a parent and, and they have they have their first child and they have that child out of wedlock before they're married, whatever. Then let's say parents get married, you know, all all that stuff. Often that parent, when when they understand exactly how that's a sin against God and those sorts of things, they'll be so convicted which is good conviction from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that they want their child not to follow in their footsteps. And, and I can understand that. I mean, you know, I have – there are people that I know that are very close to um, us that are much younger than us that had a child out of wedlock. And like, yeah, having two kids of my own, it's hard enough to have them when you're happily married and been married for five years now. Um, but parents will often – We'll often just harp on that. And so we'll say things to that child as they grow up like, well, you'd never be with anyone of the opposite gender and, and, and you don't even need to look at them. And, and we put very stringent rules. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what often happens, not guaranteed, but often, is that child then manages to go do the exact same thing. And, and it's because we never taught them why. And I think part of it, as I'm learning as a parent, is because often we never even thought about why we did it. Right. We just did it. And this isn't just, you know, with that sin. This is any sin. I can't tell you how many dads that I know that get angry very, very quickly and then speak out of anger. And if you ask them, well, why would you say these harmful things to your kids? They'd say, oh, I don't know. I was angry, I guess. And the problem is, is that when we try and teach our kids just not to do certain things and we don't give them a, a reason, 
And I think more importantly, we don't tell them, hey, this is why you shouldn't do it. And here's what I wrongly thought that led me to do it. Mm. See, it's one thing to tell your kid, don't speak out of anger. I agree with that statement. Now, you can tell your kid, don't speak out of anger because you'll say things that you can't take back, which again, I agree with that statement. That's a better, we're we're getting better. But if you tell your, your child, don't speak out of anger. Because you can't take those things back. And you know, when I get angry, I get so focused on one thing that I forget to look at that person and recognize there's a whole other 80% of their life that I'm not contemplating, Mm -hmm. but that I can and do tear down when I do it. And what I have to learn is how to not get so solely focused on one thing that annoys me and instead focus on the whole picture where I come in as well and where I've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. See, now we're teaching a why. And so there's a couple passages that I think kind of get us to this general mindset. They're both in Proverbs. The first one is Proverbs 24, starting in verse 13. It says this, Eat honey, my son, for it is good. And the honeycomb is sweet to your palate. Realize that wisdom is the same for you. If you find it, you will have a future. And your hope will never fade. Don't set an ambush, you wicked one, at the camp of the righteous man. Don't destroy his dwelling. Though a righteous person falls seven times, he will get up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. Mm -hmm. So what this tells us is that, hey, look, just because you're a a person of God, just because you're a believer, doesn't mean you're not going to fall. We all know that. Righteous person falls seven times, but he gets up. It's the wicked person, it's the person who doesn't follow after God that continues to fall. And I think one of the reasons here and what really applies to this uh, comes from just two chapters later in Proverbs. And forgive me, this may not be some people's favorite verse, especially when talking about their kids, Mm -hmm. but darn it all, it works pretty well here. I'll start in verse 10 with the big one being verse 11. The one who hires a fool or hires those passing by is like an archer who wounds everyone indiscriminately. In verse 11, as a dog returns to its vomit, so also a fool repeats his foolishness. This is one of those verses, by the way, that once I saw it happen in real life, I went, holy cow, the Bible's amazing. As I watched (laughs) my dog throw up and then two minutes later return to try and eat it. I was like, what? But this is where kids are. If we don't explain the whys to them, if we teach out of the what's instead of the whys, if we parent based on what's instead of whys, then they will return back to the garbage they throw out. Mm-hmm. It They'll return to the garbage we throw out. They'll see the things we've done. And that's the thing. With time, things don't look as bad. When you're an 18-year-old and you have a child doesn't look great. Now, when you're 36 and you have a child graduating high school, we all still know, oh yeah, you're pretty young to have a high school graduate, but more than likely you're on your feet more than you probably have a more steady job. The world doesn't look as bad for that 18 year old. And he thinks, why not? Why wouldn't I have a child now before I'm married? It worked out. And it's good that we work these things out. It's good that we make our lives, you know, still successful. But we have to teach the wise. Yes. 
Because a, a, a child who only gets the what's feels as though they're being disciplined when they did nothing wrong. They feel as if their parents are against them and, and definitely not able to have com- communication and conversations about the important issues that are in their life. So that's the big picture of today. But Matt, tell me what your thoughts are because I've spoken for a while now. Yeah, the, the thing we have to realize is that it's not a, it's not a purely cerebral thing. Um, what we have to do is we have to already be modeling, hey, I know I made a mistake and this is how I confessed my sin. So last week we talked about uh, prayer and you, this is this is part of that whole modeling um, and, you know, kind of being an example of this. I, I confessed my sin at that point. You know, I know that God forgave me according to his word in 1 John 1, 9. And I know that because I have repented of my sin, I don't need to walk in that way anymore. And then the rest of your life is showing this is what forgiveness looks like. This is, I mean, we talked about forgiveness a couple weeks back now. There's, there's a lot of things that's going on here. Um, some similar themes that are coming up to play. But the things that you say, you're going to have to live up to them. Um, as, I mean, there's there's another phrase that's, being, that's always tossed around. It's you need to be a man of your word. If you say something, follow through with it. And this that's this example here. You explain, hey, this was wrong. This is why it's wrong. Um, yes, I think it is a good good thing to explain why something is wrong and not just say, don't do this. Why? Cause I said, so, um, there are some times when, you know, that might be an acceptable answer, but when it comes to explaining something, um, you need to spend the time to show in scripture where, you know, but the Bible says something is right or something is wrong. And this is one of them. And, uh, we've kind of gone through this verse, in the past, but I want to kind of go back to it. Um, and this is Proverbs 22, 6. Uh, in the CSB, it says, Start a youth out on his way. Even when he grows old, he will not depart from it. And the Hebrew word for the the beginning, start out, or according to the NASB, uh, train up, it's, it's this idea that we are, you know, training or dedicating, um, according to blueletterbible.com, which I'm staring at my computer right now because I don't know Hebrew. Um, but it's it's that idea that it's not just a... Uh, so, for instance, at the time of recording this past Sunday, we had a baby dedication. Uh, there were two families that said, we are going to, from this moment on, do our best to train our children according to God's word and be an example of of what that looks like. That's step one. You say, this is what I'm doing, but then uh, you're going to have to actually do it. So you're studying for a test. Are you going to ignore your notes and go, I think I've got a good hang of it? You could. That always doesn't guarantee success. When you study, you increase your chances of doing better. 
Same thing when it comes to like a natural talent of an instrument or a sport or dance or anything. Um, you have this natural talent that God has blessed you with and gifted you with. And you can say, well, I'm just going to do the bare minimum just to get by because I know that I'm good. The problem is there are some people that might not be have that natural raw talent that you do, but they do better than you in competitions. Why? Because they dedicate their time to doing this. And this is the idea that we're talking about. It's this idea that we are we are training. It is a day-in, day-out mindset. We are dedicating, hey, this is the way we're going to go, and we're going to help you go in this way. It is a lifestyle that we have to choose, and it's not something that we always want to. Uh, again, about a month or so ago, we talked about laziness and how easy it is to fall into that and neglecting the things, the right ways we should go. The, the whole idea of this little um, talk is that we need to make sure that we address sin in the past. Now, this is not a fit, forgive and forget kind of thing because the past happened and, you know, the enemy will use that to kind of bring back up and just like, see, you're not a good person. You're, you failed in this way and that's a huge problem. The, the good thing is that the great, by the grace of God, he has put that sin on Christ and has nailed it to the cross so that it can be taken away when we ask for forgiveness. But that doesn't mean the memory goes away. And sometimes even your own family will bring up your past. Your mm. job as a parent is to model, that was me then, but this is me now walking with Christ. And it's the idea that comes up in Micah 6, 8. You are walking humbly with your God to where you recognize that was a mistake. That was something I did that was wrong. And I know that what I did was sin. But now that I am walking with Christ, I know that I can better work through this thing and become a better example for my kid, for my family, for whoever. This is the lifestyle of a redeemed person that is who God wants us to be. God doesn't want us just to be teachers, to say all these good things and then not live by them. He wants us to be actual children of God. He wants us to actually follow him. And when we say, do as I say, not as I do, that just shows you can be a follower of God by what you say, but how you live, you could do whatever you want. And obviously, that is wildly unbiblical. And we have to combat this unbiblical thinking with biblical truth, such as what we've kind of talked about. We need to not just think that wisdom is good, but we need to experience this wisdom. We need, like you would see a big pot of honey, and you've got your little graham cracker. And you're just like, man, this graham cracker could be a lot better with something. Oh, look at that big pot of honey. Actually, I think I'll just eat this graham cracker. No, when you experience the taste of the honey with the graham cracker, it makes the whole experience more enjoyable. And that's the same thing. You have your actions and you have your words. When you pair them together, it creates a harmonious effect that shows 
This is what a believer looks like. And we have to do a much better job of that when we model it in front of our kids. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, ultimately where this ends us um, as parents is like, yes, of course, one of the best things to your parenting is going to be living rightly. But is understanding that living rightly is not always just doing the correct things. But as as we would always say in in baseball, it's stopping the bleeding. Mm-hmm. It's understanding how to not make situations worse. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways we do that is we we say, hey, late, let's own up to the situation as a whole. You know, you don't have to convince your kids that you're not perfect. They're actually fairly aware of that already. Yes. What you need to convince them of, what you want to work to convince them of, and what you want to demonstrate for them is that though I am not perfect, I am working on it. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately what you want them to emulate is that you're not perfect either, but you need to work on it. Yep. And I and ultimately when we show that and when we're humble and we do this, we then lead ourselves to greater connection with our kids and we lead ourselves to more opportune leadership moments. Mm-hmm. Because they say, hey, mom's not perfect, dad's not perfect, but they are working on it. And because they're working on it, maybe I should hear them out. Maybe I should give them the time of day. And so anyway, all that to be said, we want to encourage you to parent the why. Discuss the why. Discuss the why in good things, but discuss the why when you fail. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately when we discuss the why when when we fail, our kids learn more often off of our failure failures than they do our greatest successes. Yep. And so we just want to show that. So Matt, do you have any last words to say on this? Yeah, you, there are some things where you can do more study and more research to kind of get to an answer. When it comes to practical things like this, you just got to hit the ground running. Um, you can only talk about how to hit, how to swing a baseball bat so many times before you actually go and swing a baseball bat. Um, there are things that you have to do, and there are things that you have to consider, but when it comes to the things that we have to do, we have to do them. Um, it's not something that isn't going to happen. It will come up. Um, unfortunately, your kids will eventually find out some things that you have done. Um, because they're smarter than you think. And what you're going to do in that situation depends on how your walk with Christ is at that moment. And so we need to continually go to God in prayer, not in constant repentance for the same thing that we've already been forgiven of, but just a, a reminder to go to the Lord and say, Lord, when this comes up, help me to give me the words to say that I may proclaim you even greater than I could do by myself. That's the kind of mindset and idea that we're, we're talking about. Yeah. So the, uh, the one book that I would say here um, as a resource for y'all, I know we've talked about it before, but this hits at the very same things. And that is the book, the heart of the problem by Henry Brandt. Um, This again, gets us back to the why. And, and like I said, in parenting, we always want to focus on the why. Uh, this will specifically talk about what they're going through, but 
as you read it and as you think, okay, this, these are my struggles, these are my things that I'm working with that will allow you to be in a position to better share it with your kids. Yeah, and just a uh, quick programming update. Um, next week we will not have an episode because I will have gotten back from England and um, I will go right into camp mode. I'm, we're Tim and I, we're both going together. And so we're going to be um, getting doing all the camp things. And so we're going to miss next week, unfortunately, but uh, hopefully uh, the week after we'll be here. Matt, I don't have anything else. So to all of our wonderful listeners, I say uh, adieu. And Matt, um, bon appetit, your fish and chips. Well, thank you, Tim. And uh, we will see y'all in the next episode, whenever that is. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.